For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Hey, hello there. Michael Stelzner, founder of Social Media Examiner and the original host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show that started over five years ago on a platform known as Blab. And eventually... It went on other platforms and still other platforms, and now it is a podcast, and I decided that I am taking over this show. So starting in January of 2021, you will begin to see that I am the new host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, and it's super exciting for me to go back to our roots. And since it's been a little while since we have published an episode of this podcast, I'm bringing something very special to you today. This is something that was recorded on Tuesday, December the 29th, 2020, and it's me and three other people from Social Media Examiner talking about this brand new phenomenon known as Clubhouse. Now, you may have heard of the Clubhouse app, and if you haven't, I encourage you to Google Clubhouse app, and you'll likely see a couple of articles written by Social Media Examiner that will introduce you more to this platform. But what we're going to talk about here is a recording from the Social Media Marketing Society office hours where I talk about this amazing app. And I'm joined by Ali Kelly, Jason Goff, and David Bisek. And in this about hour long discussion, we talk about our experience on Clubhouse, how it works, what you need to know, how you get invitations, and a lot, lot more. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. And be ready for me to take over the show in January 2021. Happy New Year. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. We are live. Hello, Social Media Marketing Society. I hope everyone is having a lovely holiday season. We are here for our very last event of the year, Office Hours, with our very own Michael Stelzner, the founder and CEO of Social Media Examiner. Round of applause around the room for Mike. We're so glad you're here, Mike. Thank (laughs) you for joining us. (laughs) And of course, uh, my panel uh, with me, as always, we have Jason Goff and David Bissick, um, both moderators here in the society. Welcome, guys. And uh, Mike, thank you for your time. We're, like I said, super excited to talk about Clubhouse today, the new phenomenon that everyone is talking about all over the socials. We have all dabbled in there a little bit, and I think we have all gained our own interest in various ways. Uh, I know you have been on there quite a bit and even written an article for our very own blog on why you think it's the next big social phenomenon. So I thought it might be fun if we start out, Mike, you're welcome to go ahead and um, just tell us a little bit about how you found Clubhouse 
and why you think it's such a big deal. And that I'd like for Jason and David as well to share some of their experience. And then I'll talk a little bit about mine. But let's just kind of talk about what is this app and why do we think it's so cool? Well, it's a fascinating story because I announced on my personal profile on Facebook that I was taking over the social media marketing talk show in 2021. And I showed a screenshot of myself and uh, Vincenzo Landino and Amy Landino and can't remember who the fourth person was. Oh, Sue B. Zimmerman, mm-hmm. uh, five years ago when we started the show on Blab. And there was all this like, those were the days, Blab were the days. And Michael Sanchez, who's a friend of mine and a TikTok expert, said, if you love Blab, I think you'll like Clubhouse. And it was a Saturday and he introduced me to Clubhouse and opened up a room and introduced me. And all of a sudden, 200 people were there and we were talking for what felt like hours. And I was like, wow, what the heck? This is something fascinating. So I spent some time on it. Uh, Lisa Jenkins, who's our head of our editorial, came in and checked it out. And I just kind of got sucked in to this thing that felt a little bit like those hallway conversations at a conference. Mm-hmm. Felt a little bit like a panel discussion at a conference where anyone was welcome up on stage. And just really, really rich dialogue that could go endless hours and Since then, I have logged more than 24 hours on this app in slightly more than three weeks. So that's been the story that brought me on. And it's fascinating. It's been a really interesting ride. Yeah. And and you uh, successfully sucked me in there. Um, One day you said, uh, Allie, are you in there? I said, no, not yet. I need to check it out. And you're like, okay, get on there right now. (laughs) And you've like pushed me in. But the second that I started exploring it, I was a little bit blown away. And I thought the potential there was pretty phenomenal. Just looking at how it's set up and how you can see who amongst the people you know and follow are in rooms. What are they talking about? It is. It's just like passing those hallway conversations at a conference. You're like, oh, I know those two people. I'm going to go see what this group is talking about. And I've joined conversations that I wouldn't normally have joined just because I knew people in there. I've joined conversations I thought were interesting, but I knew nobody in there. But then I started to discover people talking that I thought were very interesting. I love the discoverability of being able to see people's bios and then see who they're following and the types of clubs they belong to. And and we'll get into what all those different things are and and the discoverability and all of that. But I thought the the networking component of it is very fascinating and exciting. I joined a room. I get notifications on my phone whenever somebody I know is, is in a room or talking in a room. And I noticed one day Cliff Ravenscraft, who uh, we all know is formerly the podcast answer man. Now the mindset answer man, I think is his, his right. current brand, but a good friend of yours, Mike. And I I saw him in a room and then I saw a couple other people I knew in a room. And then Jason was in that room and I joined the room. There were maybe about 10 of us and 10 or 12 of us in there. Not a huge group, but that was like perfect for me. And Cliff was introducing some people that he coaches to the platform. And all of us just saw him in a room and like warped in there. And uh, we all ended up talking about how we all knew each other. And there were like four people that work with our company that all joined in there and like one or two former employees. And 
it was kind of like a little reunion and it was really fascinating. And Cliff was telling his friends how he knew all of us and it led to some new connections that was very exciting. All because I got this pop-up notification of, you know, that somebody knew was talking and I just kind of was curious. So Jason, you were there that day and I don't believe you were David, but tell us you guys like what your experience has been. Yeah, like Mike said, it's a blast from the blab past, (laughs) although it's better in my estimation, because just so you know, I'm not in a palatial estate practicing piano and and so on. I'm on the road (laughs) and most of the time I look pretty rough. Let's face it. You know, I'm working in my truck, working in my party tent and to get things set up, it takes some time. I immediately fell in love with just the ability to, bam, right like that, put my AirPods in, turn on the phone, and I'm interacting with people who I'm actually wanting to interact with. It almost reminds me of way back in, what was it, 2007, when I first hopped on Facebook and I was like, hey, there's my high school friends and so on. This was like the next maybe two generations of my two different stages of my life later on that I'm finding these people that I really like who have somehow gotten lost in other platforms, algorithms. So I was really excited because in that group, it was, it was like that high school reunion with the people who I, I actually liked being with. (laughs) I didn't have any experience with Blab, so I don't have anything to compare it with in that, in those terms, but you talk about the right timing for something like this To, to me with the whole COVID thing, this kind of a, of an app, you know, with the connections, it feels like a conference in a way, but you can make those those connections with people, pop in and out of rooms. It seems like it's the right time for something like this. I was in a room this last weekend talking about email. And so I was learning a ton from the speaker. I had a chance to jump up on stage and ask a question. It was really valuable for me. So, you know, I've been enjoying checking it out every day. Cool. Very cool. So, Let's back up a little bit and I want to just kind of set the tone for why we all feel like Clubhouse is such a neat phenomenon and why we're so excited about it. But Mike, if you wouldn't mind just kind of giving us a little bit of like a foundational understanding of, we know that it's an audio only social app. What exactly does that mean and how does it work? Well, if you're familiar with live video, This is the same thing, but with no video. It is a live audio app. There is no chat. There is no private messaging. The only thing that you can do is create a bio, follow people. People can follow you. You can also follow and join clubs. And then when you log into the app, you see this feed, which they call the hallway. And you'll see the active rooms that are going on based on who you're following and the clubs that you follow and or belong to, it will algorithmically show you a series of different rooms. So for example, if I pull it up right now, I'm going to see a bunch of rooms different than, than Allie will see. But one of the first rooms I see is Billy Jean is marketing and Billy Jean just got on there yesterday and he messaged me that he's been going all night and he has not gotten any sleep. So he's been going for like 12 hours straight. Okay. And then I see a room that says uh, two buddy YouTube office hours Q&A with Rob Basalibus and TubeBuddy is literally having a live Q&A on there. And then I see three things you should do today to profit on Clubhouse. And I see Clubhouse lead, promote your business and get new leads. 
So there's just all sorts of different rooms. Now I follow about 195 different people and I belong to a bunch of clubs. So it's algorithmically designed to show you things that it thinks you would be interested in based on the people that you are following. And then you can pop into a room. And when you go into a room, the way it's organized is at the very top is the moderators. And then there's people that have raised their hand to come up on stage. Then there's friends of this, of, and they're all called speakers. So anybody who's on the top is a speaker. Then in kind of the front row is everybody who's friends of one of the speakers. And I say front row, but it's actually a big chunk of people. And then everybody else is below. And the way it works is that while you're listening to people, you can tap on anybody's bio. You can follow them. You link their Instagram and their Twitter account. So you can go and say, hey, I heard you on Clubhouse. And you can private message them over on Twitter or on Instagram. Yeah. And it's kind of like networking on steroids. Mm-hmm. You can also put it in podcast mode, if you will, and get in your car and drive and just listen or do the dishes. So you can kind of use it like an opportunity to just learn. And what's great about the platform right now is there's a lot of heavy hitters that are on here creating really awesome content. People that you would never expect would be willing to do this because it's a phenomenon right now. So, for example, um, the day that Twitter announced Spaces, which is their competitive thing, I was in a room with a bunch of Twitter and Facebook engineers and the CEO of Squad, one of the companies that was acquired by Twitter, and they were talking about what they were planning to do with Spaces. And it was really fascinating for me to hear these engineers talk about what's going on, you know, and, and I, it was part of a, uh, something called the press club. So I followed the press club because I want to hear what the press club is doing. So that's kind of fundamentally how it works. They have almost every day training rooms that you can go into if you're new to Clubhouse and, and they'll teach you the basics of Clubhouse. But most people are consuming content, not creating content. Yeah. And right now, um, I want to kind of address the big elephant in the room, which is that Clubhouse is still an invite only app and um, it's only available on iOS. We've had several people in the society, both in anticipation of this office hours, as well as on previous posts related to Clubhouse, asking how they can get an invite or people that have joined the wait list, but are, are still waiting. What advice do you have for them? Okay, a couple things. First of all, I recommend anybody who has an iPhone or anybody who has an iPad, go ahead and install the app. And it requires your phone number to set up your account. The way it works is if your phone number is inside of one of your friend's address book. And generally, the way it works is it syncs the address book with your contacts, okay? So they'll get a notification, a ping notification. And most of us have seen this. It'll be like a number one. And it will say, so-and-so wants in. Do you want to pop them up to the front of the line and let them in? Like I just did this yesterday with Justin Levy because I happen to have him in my contacts directory. And I did the thing, same thing with Joe Polizzi and the same thing with Robert Rose. And these are what are called free invites, okay? It doesn't cost the person who has the account any of their limited invites. And so the best thing you can do is create an account and then wait and see if one of your friends gets notified to let you in. And that's a really rapid way to let people in. Has anybody here done this for anyone else? Have you guys done this yourselves? I haven't had that come up yet. Yet. That is how I got in myself. Yeah, Leslie Samuel saw that I was trying to join and and he let me in, which was very nice. Now, other quick things. You only are allowed a few invites when you start your account. I was only allowed one invite, okay? And I gave my one invite to Leslie 
Samuel. <laughs> and then Leslie Samuel turned out had more than one invite for some crazy reason. He had five invites. And the way it works is I've never had more than three invites at a time. But if you're active on the platform, about a week after you've been active on the platform, if you give some of your invites away, they will give you more invites. If you don't give your invites away, then you'll cap out. So for example, I had one invite, I gave it away, and then I got three invites the next week. I gave one away, and then I got back up to three. Then I gave two away, and I got to four. So, And I've been very, very active on the platform. People are super careful about wanting to give away their invitations, right? First of all, you don't want to give it to somebody who doesn't have an iOS device because it's gone. So the founders of the app have said that they plan on opening this up very soon. So I don't know what that means. My guess is it's going to be within the next 60 days. I believe recently they just gave everybody kind of like a bonus, um, like four or five invites. My understanding, well, my my understanding before that was that you would get invites the more active you were. So the more that you'll go up on stage as a speaker and the more that you would create rooms and that sort of thing, the more invites you would get. But the I've other been day, probably the most active of all yeah. of my friends, and that has not been true for me. Just so you know, so I'm sitting on invites. <laughs> nobody in my iOS circle. I don't know if I have. I don't know if all my friends are just the Android people who are like, "This is a superior device." <laughs> people are not reaching out and saying, "You know, hey, J Dog, <laughs> hook me up." No, I mean, no, I don't have any friends. I don't think that talk that way but uh, as you can tell i don't talk that way but (laughs) nobody's asking so you have not because you ask not watch this is going to change now but i don't know if i want all my friends on here you know it's kind of that exclusive club that i've got going on well that that's important to understand that when you nominate someone like your name is tied to them indefinitely right at the bottom of the bio like 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 there are some people that i know i'm not sure i want my name associated with their bio forever so i'm not going to be the one to let them in you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so um just because they might be a little kind of crazy yeah (laughs) but let's let's speak to that for a minute because that was a question that i had prepared jason about the exclusivity because clubhouse is only on ios and not android mike can you speak to the concept of exclusivity for this app and do you think it's helping or hurting them well let's just put it this way billy jean is android user and he told me he went and got his daughter an ipad for christmas so that he could get on clubhouse so, so what does that tell you, okay? <laughs> so I think, first of all, the reason why they're doing it on iOS is because they're only a team of eight employees, okay? And there's only so much they can do, and they're rapidly growing. They're, when I last looked, they're in like the top 25 apps right now, free apps completely in the uh, iOS app store. So there is a certain part of they don't want to grow too big, too fast, and all of a sudden not be able to like have their service go offline. That's the first thing. The second thing, and, and that is perhaps the most important thing, because I was, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a Lion King performance that happened over the holidays, and there were 5,000 people in that room, and that was pushing the performance levels of the app, and you had different people singing and stuff on the app. And sometimes when there's too many people in a room at once, you know, it caps out the room, or you get kicked out of your own room. So there is kind of a reason for the exclusivity, but there's also kind of a marketing angle to this, because... Not everybody can get in. Everyone wants to get in. 
And because people start talking about it and they can't get in, there's a psychological principle here at play that is absolutely working in their advantage. But the reason I wrote about Clubhouse app for Social Media Examiner is multifaceted. If you Google Clubhouse app, you'll see that we come up number one and number two. And it's because I believe this thing has got legs because they have uh, $10 million in funding from a major venture capital firm in the Bay Area. And also because they've had, they have Oprah on here and they've got MC Hammer and they've got a lot of high profile individuals who are actively on here. You know, they've got like one of the co-founders of Twitter is on here and a lot of people are on here, super, super active. And that was a signal that there is something special about this. And I noticed there was very little editorial on this at all. So I decided, you know, to rapidly write an article and then we commissioned a writer to write another article and because we want to be the ones to help bring people into this app because this is what we do at Social Media Examiner is we help people understand the next big thing that's coming. And I've heard that there's a million users on this account. I don't know if they're active right now. I know there's as many as 400 simultaneous rooms going on. I've heard from the founders at once. You don't see them all because of the way the algorithm works. So I think that there is something here. And the fact that Twitter has decided to literally rip them off with spaces and it looks virtually identical is a signal that this thing is going to pop. So my philosophy is once you get on there, get active on there because there's a lot of advantages that are going to be to the early people that are on here, right? And you might get to the point where you're like, all right, I'm done with that. I put my time in. Maybe I'll just show up every once in a while like you might do on some of the platforms that you have a profile on. For me, it's LinkedIn. I don't actively use it, but it's important for me to kind of have a presence there. So I don't even know what the question was, Allie. Did I go down a rabbit hole? <laughs> we were talking about ex- exclusivity. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and you you definitely answered the question with some additional bonus commentary. So thank you. <laughs> um, I see there's but, a lot of questions coming in from. Yeah, there there are, and I I, I do want to get to some of our member questions just to make sure that uh, we address all of those. But we could probably go on for three hours if we really wanted to. But uh, there was one question that came in early and you did comment on it. But I want to, uh, for the benefit of everyone else that's tuning in today, uh, the question was from James. If you uh, discuss or create an idea within a room, do you know if this, uh, if you still retain the intellectual property rights to that idea or does Clubhouse own them? Are you essentially giving them up to everyone? First of all, nothing is recorded inside of Clubhouse. And unless you choose to record it, which is technically a violation of their terms without Mm -hmm. publicly announcing that you're recording it, which is what the Lion King did. They said recording. So everybody knew. I don't think it's a platform to use to create original content. I think it's a platform to use to ideate, to come up with ideas, to inspire the creation of content off the platform. However, you could use it to create content. I used it to crowdsource some of the article that I wrote called Why Clubhouse mm-hmm. App Might Be the Next Major Social Platform. You know, and I sourced some of the comments and I told everyone I was recording it and I had it transcribed and then I put some of those comments into the article. However, their terms of service do indicate that they do make a recording, mostly for safety purposes, in case something happens and they've got to pull that recording up. Their terms of service also do say that you give them a perpetual license to the content you create on the platform. Now, I don't know exactly what that means, but it might be a tip of the hat of where they're trying to go. And I have heard, in, I've been in a number of investor rooms where people who are in, uh, major investors in the Bay Area 
who happen to know people who are investors in Clubhouse talk about the big picture plan, this is going to be a content platform. So there is something at play here. So um, be careful if you're creating content on here because you do give a perpetual license for them to use your content, but it doesn't mean that they own the content. So if you read the terms of service, that'll help you. But I'm not creating original content on this platform. Instead, I'm just using this platform as a networking, content creation, ideation resource, and just going there just for goodwill because I'm an extrovert and I love talking. Yeah. And and to be perfectly honest, like if, if it were me, I would be more, I, I would treat it the same way you would like going on live video on Facebook. The terms are not going to be all that different as far as the platform is concerned. My concern more is on the audience. You know, the platform is not going to listen in on every single conversation and steal your ideas. It's the audience that's going to be like, hmm, let me go turn that into my own million dollar idea. So I would I, never I, be concerned <laughs> about that, Ali, because someone who who gets up on stage understands that they are a catalyst for ideas, right? So like if you're concerned about your idea getting quote unquote taken by the audience, then I wouldn't speak it aloud in Clubhouse. What I love about the platform is it's a very much open place. Most of what happens is Q&A on the platform. So nearly everything there is an expert coming to help answer questions. And they're doing that because that's good old fashioned content marketing. They know that if they can get in, and it's the same as if they're up presenting to an audience at a conference. They know that some of the people in the audience might be their next prospect or their next customer, right? So they have a growth mindset. They believe that everything that they say, there's much more where that came from. So I wouldn't worry too much about the audience. That's just my 10 cents. And one little thing about that, just to dovetail off of that whole concept of, it's almost like being at a conference. I had a friend join today. Uh, it didn't ask me for an invite, but somebody else invited him in. And the first thing I messaged him over on Facebook Messenger, and I said, hey, so-and-so, I know you love talking about Facebook ads. Talk about it. So it's networking ads. It gives you a really, really easy nice opportunity to help other people. And it's kind of what Mm -hmm. we try to do going into a conference. You want to ask people, hey, how can I help you? And, um, you know, the the rising tide lifts all boats. It's it's so true. Yeah. I think, too, to, to the point earlier, being a new platform, you know, as we think about our society members who have expertise in certain industries, um, this is a perfect opportunity to, to come in and talk about your industry and build that community around you there. Because I mean, being new, there's, there's, it's unlimited. You could be the, you know, the clubhouse expert on banking or finance or whatever your, your, your category is that you work in. You know, and if I could just dovetail on what David and Jason are saying, unlike other platforms where you're judged by your numbers, right. And you might feel like you missed the boat because you don't have a lot of Instagram followers or a lot of Twitter followers or a lot of YouTube subscribers. This you are judged exclusively based on what comes from your lips. And if you have a lot of wisdom inside of you and you're willing to share it, even if someone else is hosting the room and you come up and you add to the conversation, it's very normal for someone to say, you're amazing. Uh, Everybody go follow that person. And sometimes you'll get upgraded as a moderator. And when that person leaves the room, they'll just leave it in control of you. And I've done that. I've started rooms that have gone on for hours after I've left. And I've met people I've never met before because I could tell 
They knew what they were talking about. They were adding a lot to the conversation. And all of a sudden they were on my radar, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, ooh, this is somebody I need to communicate with. And the truth is that I've got two people coming up on the social media marketing podcast who I've never met before except for Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be specifically on the podcast talking about Clubhouse. But I have other people on my radar to bring on the podcast that I've met on that platform. And this is exactly like when you go to a conference and you're sitting next to someone and you start a conversation with them or you're at a lunch table, right? And before you know it, you become in a mastermind with that person and you become friends with that person. And I think as David said earlier, this is like a perfect app for a time like this where we've Mm -hmm. been stuck and we can't get out. We're all in lockdown, right? And it's just magic sauce. Anyways, go ahead, Ali. I know we've taken over. <laughs> oh, no, no, no worries. I was I was about to sort of make a kind of like a joking, not joking comment that it's actually one of the only places right now where it's sort of socially acceptable to stalk people because like I've gotten fun <laughs> Jason appreciates it. I've gotten followers just from being one of those front row people in a room where like I'm one of the people that one of the speakers is following and I've noticed there, there must be people in the room that are tapping on all of those people. Like, who's this person? Who, why are they important? <laughs> why do the speakers know this person? And uh, you'll see like people start following you just because they've seen you on someone else's follow list. I don't know. Like I kind of like digging into like the, the followers of people and that sort of thing myself. I like this question um, from Brandon. Let me pull this one up on screen. Um, I don't know if this is possible, but Mike, do you have any ideas on how to obtain multiple usernames for various businesses? That is not possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so don't even think about it, okay? you ha- It's tied to your phone number and it's tied to your personal identity. Yeah. You do not use it as a brand. You use it as a human. So it has to be you, okay? I've seen a few people try to do this where they change their name to their brand. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, that's not going to fly on this platform. Yeah. This is designed for people connecting with people. And... I don't think you should do that. Now, here's an important thing to know. When you open up your account, you can only change your name and your username once, mm-hmm. ever. So you need to be very careful about picking the name that makes the most amount of sense for you. I chose just my last name, Stelzner, because that's what I happen to have over on Instagram. And I wish I probably would have done that on Facebook, but I wasn't the first Stelzner. I've seen other people put names like Podcast Magazine. And yeah. in parentheses, they put their name. I've seen other people say, uh, grab copywriting and grab marketing. Now, here's what's really important to know. Your bio is search indexable. So you want to write your bio in such a way. For example, my name is Michael Stelzner, but people were searching for Mike Stelzner and they couldn't find me. Yeah. So I wrote my bio to say social media marketing geek, Mike Stelzner is the founder and CEO of Social Media Examiner. So now all of a sudden, social media marketing was the first three words in my bio. When you search that, you're going to see that. Then I put Mike Stelzner as a variation of Michael Stelzner. And then I put social media examiner, right? So you want to write the first line and you want to have it kind of keyword rich laden because some people are going to search for people. Some are going to search for keywords, but let it be your personal uh, brand, not your company brand, because at this point, you can only have one account and it's tied to your phone number. So I would not recommend you do anything like trying to have multiple accounts because it's not that kind of platform. So just playing um, devil's advocate is not the right word, but just thinking this through. If you're someone who has a separate iPhone and phone number for your business, 
you have two different phone numbers. Can you create two different accounts? I wouldn't. I would start a club. So we're starting the Social Media Examiner Club if we get accepted, okay? And people can follow a club and I'm the founder of the club. Does that make sense? So a club can have followers and can have members. If it's members only, you got to get nominated into it. But once the club is accepted and I'm not yet accepted, people can follow the club. So that way they can, your brand can be your club, but you're the founder of the brand. That's what I would do if I was you, because trust me, it's, it's way too confusing and complicated to try to do it any other way. I think the club should be the brand and I think you should be the person behind that brand. Yeah. Um, This other question came in also from Brandon, and I love this is kind of a use case question. Does this become an interactive podcast, essentially? As a business, I could bring in a key player and just have a QA and a session? Absolutely. For sure. I've seen millions, not millions, but I've seen a lot of people do this. (laughs) And what's cool is you can set up a private room and then you can bring a couple people into the room and then you can go public which is really cool. So I've done this where I uh, pulled in Ray Edwards, who's a copywriting guy. And we did a, we did a room that lasted for almost three hours, but he was only there for two hours on content and marketing. And it was on a Saturday morning. I pulled him into the room and I, and I pinged a couple other people and yeah, you can do that. (laughs) I've watched someone else do a podcast and they said, all right, everybody who's joining today. Thank you so much. This is the blah, blah, blah podcast today. My guest is so-and-so from this company and we're going to be opening it up to Q&A at the top of the hour. So the idea was everybody knew that if they stuck around, there was going to be live Q&A at the top of the hour. But I will say this is the exception rather than the norm. Have you guys found this to be true as well? It seems like to me almost every room I'm in has got a really rich discussion with lots of people up on the stage. Yeah, yeah certainly. I think the ability to just jump in and there's a conversation going on. I like the n- nimbleness of it. Because it's quick on, and if I want to hang around, I can stick with it. The thought of making it, first of all, I'm thinking podcast, and then, you know, making it sound professional and all of that on Clubhouse takes a little bit away from the experience for me. That's just personal. Yeah. I will tell you guys a kind of fascinating story. Kenya Kelly, who is a TikTok expert who's been on my podcast, is friends with Shalene Johnson. So Shalene just got on the platform literally over the weekend or yesterday. So Kenya um, spun up a room with Shalene to kind of mm-hmm. introduce her to the platform. Same thing happened with Daryl Eves. So the day Daryl Eves, who's a big YouTube expert, got in, it notifies you when one of your friends gets in and you can do what's called a welcome room, right? Yeah. So I gave Daryl kind of a quick skinny of how the platform worked. And then I noticed that he jumped into a room on YouTube. And immediately the people in the room recognized him. And I had this happen as well. And they invited him up on the stage and he took questions for hours, even though it wasn't his room. And everybody just kind of let him answer questions because he's a big deal. You know, some of the biggest YouTubers out there are his clients, you know, and I saw that room. He was fascinated by it, you know, so because I'm private messaging these people. What do you think? And everybody's super excited. So so when you do have someone in your network, that's kind of exciting. You could give them your invite. You could train them a little bit and then you could agree to do a room with them. And then you're the moderator of the room and they're your guest, you know, and then people just come up and ask them questions. And, and that's most fun when people get a chance to ask someone a question that previously has been almost impossible to ask a question to. I just imagine how cool it is if you are the person that opened up that room and then all of a sudden you have someone come in who here who maybe you've heard of and you look at their bio and you're like, 
holy cow, like this is like one of the biggest players in our industry. Everybody make room, put this guy on stage right now. <laughs> and like, that's one of the magical things that happened. That's exactly what happened with Daryl Leaves. And I, I joined that room for a few minutes and, and it was just like, everyone just kind of like went silent. Like we're going to listen to this guy. Well, and, I was in a room and Pete Cashmore was pinged into the room. And by the way, anybody can plus someone else into a room. Mm-hmm. So Pete Cashmore is the founder of Mashable. So someone said, hey, Pete's here. And I'm like, oh, hey, I've never spoken to Pete ever in my life. <laughs> He's all, you know, with his English accent, big fan, Michael, of Social Media Examiner. Oh, you know, my gosh. started talking, you know, and I was talking about, you know, the future of, of social. And here's Pete Cashmore popped into the room, you know. So... You just never know who's going to join. It's really, really fast. Well, I noticed uh, Gary Vaynerchuk was on there a day or two ago. And I was like, whoa, you know, Gary's given us some of his time. And uh, I popped over there and like right when I got the notification. And that room jumped from like 400 people to like 900 people in like a minute flat. (laughs) Ding me next time that happens because I'm yet to see him on the platform. Well, and he spoke for like a solid three seconds and then he was like, poof, gone. (laughs) Like I got got other things. And then he went into another room and it was the same thing. Like somebody immediately made him a speaker and then he was gone. So he, he was in and out like a leprechaun. I mean, he was just like, Really I mean, here's you guys got to understand, like, there's some pretty powerful players on this platform. Like, I was in a room yesterday yeah. where the former head of social for Nike was on there and she was talking, you know, and it's like the key to the to the whole thing is to kind of when you find someone, look at who they're following. Right. And it's like mm-hmm. this rabbit trail you go down. Oh, I didn't know this person was on the platform. Yeah. And because the notifications on this thing are so powerful, you know, you just get pinged in and you get just drawn in. And because when it's done, it's gone forever. That's part of what's at play here. People don't want to miss out like when Gary V shows up, right? Because Gary's never on this thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me get to a couple more member questions. We, uh, this is what always happens is we get the really good ones that come in while we're chatting. This question is about the search functionality. So the way it works is you see uh, next to the clock, there's that little plus sign with the black icon on it. If you click on that, you can search by keyword, okay? And you can put any keyword in there you want. And what it is, is it's only searching for people to follow. Okay. And then when you find someone, you can scroll down to the bottom of their bio and see what clubs they belong to and follow the clubs. There's also a little um, calendar icon at the very top of the app. Mm-hmm. You see that little one next to the bell? If you click on that, you will see what will say upcoming for you. Okay. But there's a little drop down arrow. And if you click on the drop down arrow, it'll say all upcoming. And that's when you're going to see every single person who's decided to put a room on the calendar. Yeah. I spontaneously do my rooms. I never put them on the calendar. But if you want and you see something interesting coming up, then you can go ahead and just say follow. You'll follow the person, but you'll also be able to get an RS, uh, put it on your calendar as an RSVP. And then you can join into those conversations. So that's the best that they've got right now. They are coming out with, Topics. A directory of clubs, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know that they are having the club owners assign topics to their own clubs. And then that will soon be rolling out to members to be able to search things by topics. So that's exciting coming up. And this question was actually from Kristen. I had hovered over a different question and then the, the chat populated and I clicked on the wrong one. But that was from Kristen. The other question I was going to bring up 
was this question. This one is from Emily. Can you talk more about what clubs are and how they are different from rooms? Yes. Okay. So when you're in Clubhouse, you will notice that certain rooms have, see the one that says the crossover and it has a little house next to it? That is a club. So when you go into a room and you happen to see that there's something with a little Monopoly house next to it, you can click on that and you can follow that club if it's public. Or you can ask someone to nominate you into that club who is a member. And the advantage to a club is that club members can have exclusive rooms just for members. They can have rooms for members and people that are friends of members, or they can have public rooms. And the advantage to a club is it's just like a group on Facebook, right? Like a private or a public group on Facebook. And just those people that are part of that club, you know, might get notified. But also a lot of clubs are just totally open to the public and you want to follow those clubs just like you would follow a person, you know, and then you'll get notified whenever that club goes live. Yeah. What I did was I followed that um, Ed guy that you're bringing on the podcast. And I I went and and basically tapped on every single club that he is a member of. And then I followed the ones that I found interesting. So I'm following like 15 clubs. um, And then I get invited to some of the clubs that you happen to follow. And you probably Mm -hmm. want to accept those invitations because then you might be opened up to content you would not otherwise see that's exclusive to the club. Yeah. So that that's very, and I can't wait to be able to search clubs. That'll be uh, really neat. Um, and they are from the, the chats that I've listened to on there. Um, I know they kind of have a backlog of people that have applied to host clubs or to own clubs. So there's a ton and ton and ton of clubs that are kind of in the works coming out. This is a great question from Brandon. Is there a way to make a link to your room? So when it's active to post to your other social accounts to give people a heads up. Only if you schedule it. If you Mm -hmm. schedule the room, then you are given a link. And the link is really more of a calendar invite kind of thing. If you put it on the calendar, then you can get a link. And that's how it works. Yeah. Otherwise, you just have to, there is a way to ping people when the room is open to invite them into the room. You put um, a plus sign when you're in a room and then you type the name of the person and they'll get notified. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've been, I know you say you get pinged all the time, people trying to invite you into rooms and I've been invited to a few as well. It does make you feel special. <laughs> We've got the <laughs> Diana Gladney joins us today. Hey, Diana. Diana. Clubhouse has been an amazing experience so far. Diana, I see you in there all the time. Good to see you here. Thanks for joining us. Let's see here. Uh, By the way, let's just talk about what Diana did, which I think is really fascinating. So Diana yeah. went into a room on YouTube that I happened to be in. And I don't know if everybody knew her or not, but she just started answering technical questions because that's one of her areas of expertise about equipment and stuff. Yeah. And I happened to be up on the stage and I said, hey, everybody, Diana's amazing. You want to follow Diana, you know? Oh, gosh. And <laughs> That's kind of what you want to do is give a little love when you're hosting a room, because if somebody does come up and maybe not everybody knows who they are, that's something to do. And yeah, Ryan just- Johnson. Yeah, a lot of people in the YouTube world are on there. And I just saw Nick Nimmin just got on there as well, Diana. So it's kind of cool to see all those people. Yeah. So she's uh, become quite the user over there. Um, I love seeing. And weren't you an Android user? Diana, I think she's a big Android person. Well, I I know uh, Molly Mahoney has been in there as well, and she is an Android user, but she's been using her iPad to use it. And 
from what I could tell, she joined a room that is one that's been trying to go on for like 13 days straight now. And she joined in there at like 2.30 a.m. to be the host of the room just to keep it going. And when I logged in like at 9 a.m. this morning, Eastern time, like it was still going strong. So it's just kind of like this marathon phenomenon going on over there. So that's fun. All right. Let me see what other questions we got here. We've answered some of the, the most. How many people are on Clubhouse, Mike, did you say? The New York Times said 600,000 and then someone else told me a million. And then I saw Ed Newsbaum post a million. But a million people on there doesn't mean they're actively on there, right? I would venture to guess that there's thousands active on there any given moment that you're on there. Many, many thousands. I've never seen a room bigger than about 5,000. I've never hosted a room that's gone above 300. But I've also never really done anything to market the room in any substantial way. But, you know... I bet you a lot of people are constantly in and out of the app nonstop. Mm -hmm. And one cool thing about the app for those that are on the app is if you go to the home thing on the app and you swipe to the left, you can see everybody. Like I can see Kristen Bush is on there literally right now. Yeah. Kristen, who also I think commented on this and, and you can see how long ago everybody's been on there and you can see everybody in your network, right? And you can scroll back and you can see a lot of my friends have been on there in the last 24 hour hours, at least a hundred of them, you know, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, And they've done a really good job with the notifications to kind of bring you coming back. And we've had a few more uh, comments come in about this. And I just want to reiterate for those who were not here when we first started office hours today, for the people that are, have registered their username and are waiting on that invite, it really just depends on the friends uh, that you have that have you in their phone contacts. They would be notified when you joined. If you didn't have friends that were notified when you joined and you're kind of stuck in this limbo, I encourage you to still try to reach out to people that you know that are on there and see if they have invites. Reach out to people directly. I've seen a lot of people just post in big public forums, like somebody send me an invite. And I think that that's not going to be as effective as reaching out to a friend personally. But yeah, do we know, Mike, if when they decide to finally open this up to everyone and make it not invite only, will all of those people on the waiting list just be approved? Do you I would imagine so, for yeah. sure. Every week they have a town hall on Thursday evening at 6 Pacific. And I would <laughs> recommend if you are on the app to listen in on the town hall because they talk about kind of what their plans are, where they're going. And sometimes they can go for three hours and it's with the founders of the app. They also have a, uh, I think it's on Saturday. I can't remember what day it is, but they also have a, uh, just for new members, kind of a weekly Q&A where they talk about Mm -hmm. like the culture and expectations of the platform. I strongly recommend you just kind of go into those rooms and start listening. I think that if I was them, what I would do is I would gift a lot more invites if I was about to open up because I think that they would want people to have more invitations so that they could just bring people in. Because one of the best things about the platform is that you're usually onboarded by a friend. That's usually how it works. Most people want to show you around and kind of explain how it works. And that's kind of the beauty of the way that they've done this is that most people are actually being given a live tour of the platform by a friend. 
which kind of helps them understand how it works a little bit and kind of what the expectations of the platform are. And then it's kind of a pay it forward. Like I've done this for a lot of people. I know they've done it for other people. Some people say, ah, I could care less. I'll figure it out. Some people really want to understand it. And so I would imagine you'll start to see a ton of invites coming to all the existing members when they're about to do this. I do think that they have a scaling problem and I think they're not quite ready. I think they've got a lot of technical mm-hmm. problems to work out before, yeah. before they can just open it up to the public. Yeah, certainly. I'm really liking this question. Um, this is from Michael Cusieri over in the UK. From what I'm hearing here, it sounds as if uh, like we, if we're on this platform, we should act in the same way when we, as we go, when we go to networking events. Uh, looks to see who you can help and connect all about relationship building. Um, do we agree? I would say 100%. Yes, but I would lurk for a little while before you do anything. I would spend some time growing your follower, the people that you're following, because that's going to help you see the content. So start, for example, I'm only following, I don't know, maybe 150 people. If if you want marketing content, find <laughs> me. I'm at Stelzner and follow a lot of the people that I follow. And all of a sudden, the content options will open up to you. You won't see some of the weird things because <laughs> there's stuff on there about dating and all this kind of crazy stuff, you know, that kind of goes away once you develop your the people that you follow. And then I would just go into rooms and I would watch for good models of how rooms are moderated. I was very fortunate to see a really, really well moderated room. And now I model that in the way that I moderate my rooms. A lot of people have said like the way that I moderate rooms is kind of cool because I don't tend to have 40 people up on stage at once. I keep it tight. And I try to just make sure that everybody gets their chance to say something, you know, and I try to go in order. So I would just kind of like spend a little bit of time lurking to understand the uniqueness of this app because it's unlike anything else. Don't use it to spam your stuff. People will not like that at all. Use it to provide a lot of value. So yeah, I think, Michael, you're headed down the right path, but I would get your feet wet a little bit, maybe just spend half of a day. And then maybe if a friend of yours is on there, invite them into a private room and maybe get a couple of your friends together and say, let's do a room on this topic. We're going to go for an hour. Yeah, I got my feet wet just in a room where I knew at least 50 of the percent of the people in there. And I felt very, very comfortable. This is a sort of a support technical question, but I do have something that can help. I set up my username account and got my four digit number notification a week later, but nothing happens when I enter it. So I want to tell you that there is a support email that you can perhaps email them to find out how to get that to work for you. It's support at joinclubhouse.com. And Lori, if you wouldn't mind putting that in the chat for us, that would be most helpful. But that I, we can't help you with that, but you might be able to get support if you contact them directly. All right. Diana has been making lots of comments over here. She says, it seems like how TikTok was, who you follow in their niche dictates who you see and the kind of rooms you see. That's certainly true. So thank you for that comment, Diana. And she also says Clubhouse now is introducing a notification to tell you if a friend in your contacts is on their waiting list. So that's sort of new. I haven't seen that personally. I know, Mike, you've said that that hasn't worked for you in the past, but maybe that's changed. Well, I think, Diana, it's always been this way. I know that if I have a phone number in my directory, my phone contacts list, it will say, hey, so-and-so is on the waiting list. Would you like to invite them in? And I think that's always been true. It might just be something that hasn't been seen by you. 
And if you say yes, you are not using up one of your invitations to go ahead and let them in. I do, I, I'm doing it almost every day, mostly with people I haven't talked to in forever, <laughs> but it's, that just happened to have them in my phone directory. Yeah. Alec uh, was clarifying the support email address. It's yes. Support at joinclubhouse.com is the email address there just to clarify. So it looks like, uh, let me just make sure I have gotten to all of the questions that people have asked us today. I do want to encourage you guys to read the articles we have on social media examiner on clubhouse. If you just Google clubhouse app, you will literally see two different articles. One called clubhouse app, how to get started written by Naomi, uh, Nakashima who fascinatingly enough, I met on Clubhouse. And then the other one is written by me called Why Clubhouse App Might Be the Next Major Social Platform. They're both relatively uh, comprehensive articles. Uh, The one by me talks about the business case. And the one by Naomi talks about like what you need to know to get started. And all the kind of answers to the most common questions that people have. So even if you're not in yet, I would read those articles because I've just seen new members are popping like crazy. And I wouldn't be surprised. I think that there's a mass amount of people onboarding into the app right now over the holidays. Yeah, And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe even if you post something on your socials, hey, anybody got an extra invite? There might be a good chance somebody you know has an invitation and they will let you in. They just didn't know you were on the waiting list because I've seen almost everyone in my social profiles that, that posted such a post ended up on the platform within days. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And just a little quick, like best practice. This is something, Mike, you told me when we first got on and chatted about, you know, how to get started on there. Uh, If you're already on the app and you have not done so already, make sure that you have your Twitter account attached and your Instagram account attached because that's the only way people can reach out to you privately. And also make sure you have your bio filled out, like similar to you would maybe even for LinkedIn to make it uh, like SEO searchable for people to find you and that sort of thing. So for what it's worth, Mario Armstrong might be someone you want to follow because he does almost every day free little rooms on how to tweak your bio, you know, and how to make your bio a lot cooler. There's always a room going a 24 hours a day. There's at least one room going uh, for like beginners and new people on the platform, just about clubhouse, that sort of thing. So if you're new to the platform, go join one of those for 30 minutes or an hour. You'll be amazed how much you'll learn. And then just real quick, do people need uh, just your name for an invite or do they need your phone number? I believe they need your phone number in their contact. They have to have your phone number in their contacts directory to give the invitation to you because when someone uses one of their invitations, it's tied directly to the phone number. And uh, that's the only way. So you have to have them add you as a contact. You have to make sure that their contacts are synced in the app and then they give it to you. And then you have to use that exact phone number uh, when you actually fill out your application. Yeah. All right. This is normally the time when we tell our very special guests to tell us where they can go. Uh, where our members can go and follow you. Uh, Mike, I think we pretty much know where you are at all times, but... Well, uh, at Stelzner on Clubhouse. (laughs) At Stelzner. Got it. Uh, Fantastic. And those of us who are not following you, I'm sure will be shortly. I just want to say a a very heartfelt uh, happy holidays and happy new year to all of our members. We adore you all and we are ever so thankful that you are part of our community 
I hope that 2021 is a successful and profitable year for everybody. And we, of course, are always looking for new ways that we can better serve you. So we're looking forward to an awesome 2021 with all of you. Thank you for giving us your time today and coming to chat with us. Again, Happy New Year, and we will see you around the society. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more Social Media Insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.